With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. They travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups. Right now on Con Racing. Welcome back into another edition of Gone Racing here at the South Point Hotel Casino in the Beeson Studios. Jeff Motley and alongside me today, Wes Reynolds. Wes, uh, appreciate your pinch hitting for uh, Brendan. Brendan is out uh, in Baja, California, mm-hmm. competing in the Baja 1000 this weekend. So, Wes, thanks for uh, pinch hitting. No, good to be with you. Well, we had a great race last weekend at Circuit of the Americas. You know, two two years ago, we had our first race down there, and it was a rain, and they had to shorten the race, and we really had a mess on our hands. We finally got to see what Coda really had to offer this past weekend, and for the sixth time in sixth races, we had a different winner in the Cup Series, and for the fifth time in six races, we had a guy win the race who had double-digit odds going in so uh this is pretty exciting for the sport right now that you just never know who's going to win from week to week yeah ross Chastain being that latest double digit guy that you refer to first time cup win also first time owner win for justin marks and uh and pitbull is now a winning nascar owner here so uh uh really fun race at coda down the stretch uh ross Chastain, i thought down the stretch kind of showed not only patience, but also aggressiveness. I think a really good balance because, look, uh, A.J. Allmendinger was uh, trying to bump him a little bit, and Ross Chastain didn't just give him the little bump, though. We were talking about this before we came in here. Gave him the smash and and put Allmendinger and Bowman out. Yeah, he did. And, and you know, look, Allmendinger definitely bumped Chastain when it came off uh, turn 12 because – and Chastain will admit he overdrove the corner there, turn 11 and turn 12 – and then they get the retaliation bump. I don't think anybody had an issue with it. I think the only thing that probably kind of makes you shake your head just a little bit is that Almendinger ended up finishing 33rd or 34th. I mean, he was the last right. call on the lead lap, whereas when he moved Chastain out of the way, the worst Chastain was going to finish was third. But it was Chastain's first win of his career. And you know what? You're going for your first career Chastain was going to smash Almendinger like that watermelon that he smashed in hey, the post-race. Exactly. You know his first watermelon – smash was uh, here in las vegas 
Really? Won the truck race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Well, perfect place because Gallagher played here in town for all of those years, of course. (laughs) There you go. Well, here's some of the odds you would have won last week if you took Ross Chastain. He was 25 to 1 to win, a plus 450 for a top three. He also won his group at plus 255. And one thing Brendan and I talk about a lot is when to bet a guy for the championship. Ross Chastain opened the season at 70 to 1 to mm-hmm. win the championship. He has been bid down to 10 to 1. And I think there, you can really make an argument right now. He is a legit contender. When we get into our odds later on in the show, he's in Group A. Ross right. Chastain being right. placed in Group A because of his success so far this year is pretty remarkable. Well, I mean, when you see what he has done here, he was third right out here at LVMS at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, second at Phoenix, second at Atlanta, and then, of course, the first cup win of his career at Coda. So, you know, this this isn't a fluke necessarily with this track house racing team. And when I was in here at Brendan a couple weeks ago when we were doing the Atlanta race, I was asking him, you know, hey, like, what's going on here? He's like, well, good teams are still winning. They haven't necessarily fallen back, but you've seen kind of these middle teams like the track house teams, you know, really get competitive and they've narrowed the gap and part of that is because of the engine partnerships that all these teams have but i'm curious your thoughts do you think that that's going to continue just for the rest of the season or when we get into the meat of the season in the summertime okay now the bigger teams with the bigger budgets the hendricks the jgrs and and those teams are going to start to take over again well i think i think you can probably look at it from a couple perspectives i think number one this car is so new that these younger drivers pretty much are on an equal playing field with the veteran drivers because the veteran drivers don't have any more experience in this car. I think the other part, though, is what are these teams really going to be allowed to do to the car? Mm -hmm. There's very little you can do to modify it, and I think that there's certainly no question that these teams are learning a lesson based on Brad Keselowski's penalty that he received because they tried to do some sort of a modification we still don't know exactly what it was but they tried to do something a little bit different and nascar didn't like it so i'm not sure what these teams are going to be allowed to right. do to make it, it better. yeah it seems like there's only so much you can do with the engineering i don't care what motorsports discipline you're talking about the teams with the bigger budgets usually have the better engineering and you know like an indycar they can spend more time in the wind tunnel penske and ganassi are going to get more time than the other teams but it is a level playing field i think it's been exciting though to kind of open this up for you know different contenders because you know it does get a little bit mundane when you have like the same five six seven guys and now you're seeing guys like ross chastain you're seeing guys like austin sindrick and tyler reddick and guys that maybe you didn't expect would be on the leaderboard every single week well we've already seen three first time series winners in chase briscoe austin sindrick and ross chastain Mm -hmm. already this year there's no question that tyler reddick and daniel suarez especially are knocking on the door i agree with you and the fact that when you look at the list of winners that we've got this year and there's no one named bush there's no one named logano no one named hamlin no one named truex no one named harvick um other than kyle larson Mm -hmm. our defending series champion uh winning in fontana we really have a bunch of guys and and one thing a lot of people don't realize the guy who's got the second most wins over the last year and a half alex bowman Mm -hmm. and alex bowman had that win here in las vegas and and that one you probably say kyle bush was probably the dominant car but it didn't work out yeah so i want to be tepid when i say okay you know everybody can win it's so wide open you still do have hendrick motorsports winning three of the first six races but one conspicuous by his absence is one chase elliott Uh, well you're exactly right but i think that's and if you really look at those it wasn't as if 
it was a quote unquote dominating right. performance. I mean, really, Kyle Busch had the best car in Las Vegas. Byron made a great move late in the race to me. It really Bubba Wallace looked like the guy who was in position who was probably going to potentially win there in Atlanta. Of course, you had all the carnage that went on there at Atlanta. Uh, Kyle Larson didn't dominate that race at Phoenix. He had to pass Daniel Suarez in the final final two laps of that race. So uh, I know that we've got those Hendrick wins, but we don't have the Hendrick dominance. Right. Of yeah, what, of yeah what and that seen. speaks to your point. This is a level playing field. And these what Brendan was talking about a couple weeks ago, these middle teams with the, you know, engine alliance or whatever, the R&D alliance that they have with these power teams, they can compete with these guys every single week so far. Well, and I think that's exactly what we've seen out of the track house cars. They're getting those engines from Childress. So the and the Childress cars have run well. Austin Dillon has been strong, as has Tyler Reddick. Seeing Suarez and seeing Chastain run well, seeing a little bit of a resurgence in the Stuart Haas team. It hasn't necessarily been with Harvick, mm-hmm. but we've seen Almirola run well this year. Chase Briscoe. I liked Almirola in Atlanta, and uh, oh, uh, we'll go back to Ross Chastain. He did kind of fun Eric Almirola out of the way down there too, which uh, hurt my feelings and my wallet a little bit. <laughs> well, and those things will happen. But okay, so if we put our first road course in the rearview mirror behind us. We know we've got five more of those coming up this year. But now we're turning our attention to the first, what I call real short track. <laughs> yes, now, yes. some people will call Phoenix a short track. Uh, and the L.A. Coliseum, I know, was a short track, but it was a really short track. But I really kind of view the races at, at Richmond, at Martinsville, and the asphalt or concrete race at Bristol, not so much the dirt race. So now we've got this new car going to a short track, going to Richmond, a place that's a three-quarter mile D-shaped oval where there's a lot of guys who have incredible success there. But my question is, is that previous success really going to matter? Right, and because uh, we were talking about that with the Atlanta on the Atlanta show a couple weeks ago, that the Atlanta was going to race a little bit more super speedway-ish, uh, not quite restrictor plate. So, like the data seemed like so outdated, and it that it didn't really matter. I tend to think it might matter a little bit more here, just because of the experience at this track, because it's a constant two cup dates every single year. So, I tend to think even though it's more open, and it certainly brings more guys in that can win and and be competitive top five top 10 what have you you're still gonna see I, I i still think a few of the mainstays at richmond here this week well no one has been more dominant at richmond than kyle bush 32 starts he has six wins 18 top fives 25 top tens in 32 races he is tied with richard petty all time with his six wins at richmond but richard petty had his six wins on the half mile old richmond fairgrounds raceway not the remodeled three-quarter mile D-shaped oval that we're on now. But I guess my question is, you know, Kyle Busch, we saw him run really well here in Las Vegas. We saw him be average a lot of other places. Are we really going to see this the week that that Kyle Busch kind of start showing that, okay, I've figured out this new car and my team's doing a good job with this new car? Well, the one thing that we know about that 18 team over the years, and I think it really showed during, obviously, the pandemic, when this team, you know, gets off the hauler and when this team has practice time, they usually have tended to figure it out over the years. So the 18 team and Kyle Busch, I think, is somebody that you usually have to give the benefit of the doubt to. Well, and I don't disagree with you. I mean, it's it, like if – it's kind of like, are you going to pick against Kyle Busch right. at a place like Richmond? Uh, we've got some other guys who have had great success there. Kevin Harvick, three wins, 27 top tens in his 41 races. 
We know what this race always means to Denny Hamlin. It's his hometown Used track. Used to run he, the short track show down here. Right, right. And Denny Hamlin, who grew up probably 15 miles from this track. So we know what a big deal this race is to Denny Hamlin. Other guys that have been successful, Martin Tricks Jr., great success there with three wins. Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, multiple winners. Alex Bowman, a guy who hates, hates, hates this racetrack, has said it many times how much he hated it because in 11 starts, he only has one top five, but guess what? That was a win, and it came last year. Yeah, yeah. winning is always a great deodorant for making you hate something. I hate the golf course until I win on it. So, Well, no, and you're right. And Kyle Larson is another guy who has not had a great deal of success at Richmond, but he is a past winner as we head over into Central Virginia for that racetrack. And some guys that have not been so well, have done so well at Richmond who have uh, a lot of races there. A.J. Allmendinger is going to be running. He's got uh, 23 starts there. He's not fared well even some of the better guys austin Dillon, maybe a guy to watch 15 races there he has four top tens so i think there's a couple of guys on the haven't done so well that might be worth watching but when we come back on gone racing wes and i will start uh, going over the odds to win this weekend's race in richmond richmond international raceway see you soon There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Welcome back in to Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Wes Reynolds, who's sitting in for Brendan Gone, who's out running the Baja 1000 this weekend down on the Baja California Peninsula in Mexico. And, Wes, we're talking about the Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond International Raceway, our first true short track uh, so far. And, you know, before we get into the odds, you know, one thing I'm really curious to see this weekend, I really feel like Richmond is a track that, you know, they used to call it the action track, and I think maybe they still call it the action track. Mm -hmm. But the last few years, 
I think the action had waned a good deal at Richmond. We really had seen sometimes guys would get out of lead. It was hard to pass there. So seeing the new car, the next-gen car, and seeing these new drivers that are starting to emerge as contenders week after week, I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of a translation the new car has to this track, and does it put the action back into the action track. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. And I think your point is absolutely correct that, you know, Richmond, which is known as a multiple groove racetrack, I don't care what discipline raced on that track. And it kind of felt like it became like a one groove track where, where, where you weren't seeing a lot of overtaking. You were seeing uh, a lot of like follow the leader, especially on long runs without any caution. So I do hope the next gen car in terms of not only what it's done for the field, more, more competitive teams, more competitive drivers, we want to see the old, like, almost slice and dice type of Richmond here, I think. Well, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, we've kind of seen with some of the other races, we're starting to see a few guys who emerge who've been consistent week to week. To week. Ross Chastain's been consistent. Chase Briscoe, Suarez, these guys have been consistent. So now let's see how that translates on a short track and see if we see some of the old guys, the Kyle Bushes, the Denny Hamlins, and the Joey Loganos start uh, getting up toward the front or if we still – keep seeing these young guys and the new guys. Well, let's take a look at the odds. Um, it is completely indicative of what's going on in the sport right now in terms of how balanced it is and what, uh, you know, Brent and I like to use the word crapshoot it is as far as trying to pick a winner. Chase Elliott is the only driver who is right. not in double digits. And we're used to seeing a Chase Elliott and a Kyle Larson at about a plus 350 right. or plus Four to one, five to one. And then, you know, it's like when you're winning, if you're betting futures, that's what you've been getting in recent years. You've been getting, you know, plus $3, plus $4, plus $5. And like a big price is like if you get an eight to one, and there you go with Chase Elliott, 17 to two, the shortest price out there. Yeah, Chase Elliott plus 850, a bunch of guys at 10 to one. Truex, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, and Joey Logano. William Byron, 11-1. to 1. Reddick, Chastain, Hamlin at 12. Blaney, 13. Bell, 14. Harvick, Briscoe, and Bowman, 18. And big numbers on some guys who have run well. Daniel Suarez, 25. Eric Almirola, 30. Austin Dillon and Austin Sendrick and A.J. Allmendinger, 40. And Kurt Busch, 50-1. to 1. Seeing how tightly bunched, I mean, from Chase Elliott all the way to Christopher Bell, I mean, that's 11 drivers right yeah. there, barely separated. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, that's where it becomes a crapshoot. It's like you got to figure out, okay, what's the right one to do? Because that's why I think there's so many options out there for betting NASCAR where it's like, it's like pulling the right needle out of the haystack here in terms of who is going to be the outright winner. And that's why you look into like top threes or depending on which, you're, which is your book of choice, if they have top tens or different props, groups. So there's a lot of ways to do that where it's like, I don't want to just, you know, kind of close my eyes and point to a driver. Okay, that's my guy. Who's scratching their head harder right now, the odds makers or the betters? Uh, maybe even maybe even the odds makers, because I know when I was in here for you uh, with Brendan for the Atlanta race, a lot of the matchups, because they didn't know how the track was going to race, and they just kind of like, I think just put boilerplate numbers where it was kind of like copy-paste from whoever the originator was, where it was like, okay, you decide where it goes. We have no idea where this is going to go. You, the betters, go ahead and make the market. Well, and I think it's kind of interesting, because when you look at other sports, and if you are the odds makers or you are the betters, you really kind of have a baseline. And, yes, every now and then there's going to be an upset. Like if you're betting golf, yeah, a guy may emerge that's not in the top 200 on the money list and mm -hmm. all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere and he wins. doesn't happen very often. 
But it's almost as if we're seeing that every week in NASCAR right now, especially with the three first-time winners, yeah. having Alex Bowman, William Byron, a couple guys that haven't won a ton of races in their career getting up there. So I can Je only imagine. Jeff, you mentioned golf. This looks like the Masters odds board next week where we've got about a dozen players between like 14 and 20 to 1. Well, and we look at some of the long shots here. Eric Jones is 50 to 1. Brad Keselowski, how the mighty have fallen. Right. A 70 to 1 uh, certainly has been a rough start for the uh, the Roush Fenway Keselowski racing team. Actually, Chris Busher has probably been more consistent than Brad Keselowski has this year. Mm -hmm. Brad also had the penalties, but he was 70 to 1. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Cole Custer, and Chris Busher all at 100 to 1. Now, the rest of the, the, the guys are way up 150s, 200s, but everybody that is in that group right there that I just mentioned, Jones, Keselowski, Stenhouse, Custer, Busher. would you be surprised or shocked at all if any of the five of those guys ended up in victory lane? I don't think that you really can be. It'd be a mild surprise just by the nature of the number there. But you look at Chris Busher; he's got two top tens in his last three races, so it's not like he's been super non-competitive. And all of these guys, I think, for the most part, have at least shown a little bit of life. Stenhouse had a top 10 in California. Brad Keselowski, this has a, a how the mighty have fallen. I think I'm looking at him. What is he, 34th in points right now? We're not used to seeing well, that. Well, part of that is a 100-point penalty yes. that he suffered, too. Yes. Yeah, so he, I mean, a lot of these, you know, a few of these guys, especially the guys you see on that left side of the graphic, have had some top 10s this year, have had some competitive outings. And Week to week, you never know where it's going to be. Well, I think it's quite interesting to see some of those big numbers out there. Now, let's take a look at our, our odds for top threes. Now, because we've got so many guys that run well, our top three numbers, I mean, really come down low, and they're, they're really scrunched up. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson are both plus 225. Truex, Kyle Busch, Logano plus 275. Byron, 300. Reddick, Chastain, Hamlin all at 330, Blaney at 350, Christopher Bell 380, and even good numbers on Kevin Harvick, Chase Briscoe, Alex Bowman at 500, Suarez 700, Almarola 850, and we get into our double digits, uh, Austin Dillon, Austin Sendrick, A.J. Allmendinger all at 11 to 1, and Kurt Busch at 14 to 1. Yeah, 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 you are seeing some uh, decent-sized numbers, especially on that right side of the column. And one that I do want to point out, uh, uh, Christopher Bell. Look, the JGR cars are always going to be priced pretty low here because they win a lot of races. Of course, Denny Hamlin, this pretty much being his hometown track. We talked about Kyle Busch's dominance. Martin Truex Jr. has won three of the last six Richmond Cup races, even though he doesn't have a top five this year in six 2022 starts. But Christopher Bell kind of looked at or being priced in the market as, hey, you are the fourth driver on this team. But look, he comes off the best performance of the year, albeit on a road course down at Coda where he is third. But look at his past results. This guy won three Xfinity races at Richmond from 2018 to 2019. He was third and fourth uh, uh, last season in, in Cup. I, I thought that was a little bit of a big price. Christopher Bell maybe not getting as much of the benefit of the doubt as his JGR teammates. Well, and to be honest with you, I kind of agree with you. I think Christopher Bell has probably been the most consistent of the JGR teams. Let's not forget at Atlanta, don't look at his finishing position because he was passing for third and he got penalized to the end of the lead lap for passing below the yellow line on the final lap. So even in Atlanta, he was running up front in the top three there at the very end of the race. So I agree with you on Christopher Bell. I think he's probably been the most consistent. And you know, 
that maybe that goes back to these younger drivers. I mean, mm-hmm. these younger drivers with the the level playing field of experience right. in these cars. Because everybody now has the same learning curve. Even some of the veteran drivers that, you know, have had to, I don't want to say unlearn, I guess, all that old engineering, but maybe there's a little bit to something to that. No, but the line around the track is di- is different now with the new cars. Everything about it is different. The adjustments you can make is different. The tire pressures have had to be different. The suspension is different. So, no, you're exactly right. All right, let's look at some of the long shots for top threes. Eric Jones comes in at 14-1. to 1. Brad Keselowski is 20. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Cole Custer, Chris Buescher at 28. Justin Haley, Harrison Burton, Bubba at 40, Todd Gilliland, 55, and uh, some pretty big numbers on other drivers. But, you know, there's some pretty big numbers on a guy like a, a Chris Busher, an Eric Jones, and even a Bubba Wallace, who has certainly done better this year. He's starting to show life, and I think – the, the Kurt Busch effect has really helped Bubba Wallace. Yeah, I think being on that there. 23, that new uh, Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan co-owned team, look, they're putting money into this. They want this team to be successful. They don't want Bubba Boss to be a mid-pack guy or a back marker here. So you have seen some life with second at Daytona. I think a lot more competitive. Wasn't quite there at Coda last week, obviously finishing 38th. Well, I think one thing, if you look at the 23 XI team, 2311 team, that – you could really argue that those two Toyotas have been more consistent than any of the actual Joe Gibbs Toyotas. I mean, Bell has done well, but I mean, Kurt Busch has been the best finishing Toyota on several weeks this year, and Bubba Wallace has run strong. So I think it's going to be quite interesting to see how how it, how it shakes out with how that team runs with the Joe Gibbs teams. Yeah, no, no question about it. And uh, just, you know, these engine partnerships have been an absolute gift for some of these mid-pack teams where it's like, okay, we're making money off these guys, but these guys are being hella competitive with us. You know, they're supposed to be like our satellite or we're just supposed to supply them engines and they're right there with us up front every single week. Well, I think there's definitely a couple there that you could potentially say, you know what, I think I may want to go take a flyer on a top three. So uh, I think there's certainly some potential there. All right, when we come back on Gone Racing, we will start talking about our driver head-to-heads, and we'll get into our group matchups. watch any part of today's show or any past show check out the gone racing podcast it's free and available now at beeson.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts we give you all the latest news odds and everything you need to know to head to the betting counter before each nascar cup series race the gone racing podcast is free and available now at beeson.com slash podcast and while you're there catch up on every beeson show as well Jeff Motley, along with Wes Reynolds, sitting in for Brendan Gaughan, who's running the Baja 1000 this week, talking about the Toyota Dealers 400 at Richmond International Raceway this weekend, our first short track. And, uh, Wes, we've done a good job of breaking down the odds to win and the top threes. Now we're looking ahead to our driver head-to-heads. And Chase Elliott seems to be the guy that everybody thinks is out there to beat. Um, looking at some numbers, not going through every one of them, but – there are some big lines against Chase Elliott. Ross Chastain is a plus 125 to Chase is minus 145. William Byron plus 110 to Chase is minus 130. Uh, probably some other big numbers. Ross Chastain is plus 130 against Kyle Larson at minus 150. Uh, everything else, um, small wins. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, when you're looking at these matchups, we were talking about this over the break. It's kind of like, okay, I still think that the bookmakers, and you mentioned that in the last segment, like how unsure that these guys are in terms of who's going to race well week to week. So you can see that I think that they're kind of leaning on previous data, basically, you know, and hoping that it's going to hold the form, even with this new car and a totally different package. So, like, that's why you see, I think, Martin Truex Jr. minus 130 over Christopher Bell. Like, that was the one matchup that kind of stood out to me because I'm high on Bell, and we'll get to that in the pick segment at the end of the show. And it says, okay, I understand why MTJ is the favorite with three recent wins at Richmond, but, you know, Christopher Bell has them, albeit in the Xfinity series. Uh, so, yeah, you, you, there's really not that much separation on the basis of the price. However, there's not necessarily a ton of value because these are going to really hold true to form. Well, I think you're exactly right. And I t I'll be honest with you, as both a better or as a person that's going to set the odds, I'll really start looking forward to when they're going to these racetracks for the second time with the new car. So we finally get some data points. I right. kind of agree with you there. Um, anything else uh, in the in the driver head-to-heads that jump out? Uh, you mentioned you like Christopher Bell, the plus 110 against Martin Trex Jr. Uh, you know, Ryan Blaney's the guy that hasn't had a ton of success, but yet he's favored over Chase Briscoe, who's getting a plus 110. I mean, that one looks a little mm -hmm. bit interesting to me. Uh, you talked about Christopher Bell. He's been the best uh, Joe Gibbs racing car all year. Right. He's also getting plus numbers against his teammates, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. It seems like the market obviously likes the Hendrick cars a lot this week because, uh, you know, Kyle Larson's going to be a favorite in pretty much almost every matchup, being the defending uh, cup champion. But, you know, against Ross Chastain, uh, plus 130, and this Ross Chastain thing, what didn't seem to be a one-week fluke in terms of, uh, you know, racing well at Cody. He's got, what, four top five finishes in a row? So there's something going on with, with, with that team and with that driver-car combination that's like, this guy, maybe he's going to be here to stay. He's not a flash in the pan just for a couple weeks here. Well, and he's doing it everywhere because we saw him run really well at Atlanta. If you remember, he blew a rear tire and hit the wall while he was leading the race in Atlanta, and he seemed to have the best car out there as well. So those are two completely different type of racetracks. I think if Ross Chastain can do that on a short track this week, then I think it's really going to serve notice. Now, let me ask you a question real quick because – Phoenix is a different quote-unquote short track than Richmond, where you, you mentioned earlier. Richmond, kind of that D-shape, point, point mile, it's more of a pure short track. So how much data are you using from Phoenix to kind of influence your handicap this week at Richmond? Uh, you know, I, probably not as much as maybe some people are because you still can really, really get the speeds up at Phoenix. Um, the, the way the, the D-shape is built there, the curves are more sweeping. So I think that because of the horsepower and and the the amount of uh engine strength that you really need at phoenix whereas i think richmond is much more of a handling racetrack so i'm not sure now look if chase briscoe goes out and he's the guy to beat again this week at at richmond then i will say i was wrong but i don't I, even though they look similar one's a quarter mile longer i just think those longer straightaways at phoenix makes it more of a horsepower track i think richmond's more of a handling track so all right, let's take a look at our group matchups now. Our Group A, and I think maybe a little surprise that Ross Chastain is bumped into Group A. Right, Chase we're so used to him over, you know, with last year and earlier this year, Group D and Group E. This is a big leap and a big uh, rise in class here for him. Yeah, so Group A has Chase Elliott as our favorite at plus 230, Kyle Larson and William Byron, his Hendrick teammates at plus 270. And there's that guy, Ross Chastain. It's a big number, plus 330, but – 
hey, out of those four guys, Ross Chastain's been the most consistent and the hottest driver. Yeah, and and look, you wonder if we're going to get the old Richmond back, if that is going to benefit your more chalky drivers and, and your better teams. So if it's going to benefit Elliott and Larson, because I think a lot of people are looking, and that's why you saw Elliott, the favorite here, is like, okay, he's the only Hendrick car without a win right now. And we know the number one rule in motorsports is beat your teammate because he's got the same equipment more often than not than you got. So, you know, I think you see that priced in the market, and that's why there's no value, although I think Chase Elliott would make the most sense of those four for me, at least on first glance. You know, I think my my concern on Chase Elliott is he, he, over the last three years, he's been the most dominant road course guy that we've right. had. And he wasn't – I mean, look, he ended up getting a top five last week at, at Coda, but he was rarely ever near the front. I'm not sure if he even led any laps. So I, I'm just not so sure that Chase or his group has really quite figured – this car out yet like that and that's what i was asking you about earlier it's like do you think it's going to take until the summer you know maybe around the 600 or something like that where you really get into the meat of the season where it's like okay these a level drivers they're going to start to figure it out no i think that's a very good point and uh, i guess we're going to have to wait and see on that one i know one thing group a is one that i probably would stay away yeah. from on the betting it's just really kind of hard to to pick somebody out there now let's take a look at group b we got all four yep, of all the JGR. Joe Gibbs. All Joe Gibbs. <laughs> so who's going to be the best in the shop right here? Denny Hamlin, Martin Tricks Jr., and Kyle Busch are all plus 260. And the guy you talked about, Christopher Bell, at plus 310. I'd almost rather take Bell in like a top three rather than just saying, you know, that even though he's got to beat more drivers to win that bet than he does in the group here. But it's like they put him against guys that have all won here. All his teammates, Hamlin, Truex, and Bush, even though Bell has been the most consistent. But I'd still want a little bit more if I want to take Bell in a group matchup. Yeah, and I'll tell you, look, I know we have a new car, and I know all this changes and everything. But if you're going to put me, give me Kyle Busch in a group B and a plus 260 to Mm -hmm. beat three guys, Mm -hmm. it is hard for me to leave Kyle Busch on the board right there. I know he hasn't won this year. He has had some solid runs. He's had some poor runs. But you give me Kyle Busch at Richmond on a plus 260 in a Group B, I have a very hard time not taking him there. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this, even though I really am high on Bell this week, not necessarily for this uh, particular wager. All right, let's take a look at Group C. Our favorite there is Joey Logano coming in plus 260, Tyler Reddick plus 265, and then Kevin Harvick and Ryan Blaney coming in at plus 280. Uh, What do you think here? Yeah, I was looking a little bit at Ryan Blaney at, at plus 280 here because uh, I know the the long-term record is not good at Richmond, but but he did uh, gather a win here. And you usually don't see him, I think, at that big of a price. I think uh, looking to Phoenix, and I know we don't want to weigh too much into Phoenix because there is some different nuances in the track. It's not what you call a pure short track. However, he led the most laps out there, 143, finished fourth from the pole. So this is a guy that I think on a shorter track can get out to the front and stay out in the front, you know, if, if this track is going to run like it has in the past. So I thought Ryan Blaney, in terms of the value at 280, that's be where I would look. Well, I'll tell you, the other guy I really like in that group right there is Tyler Reddick. I mean, I can't imagine the the motivation he must feel watching Cindric Briscoe and Chastain 
get their first wins. And I think there's so many people who said, who's the guy who's going to break through and get his first wins? A lot of people said Tyler Reddick before the season ever started. Uh, I think Tyler Reddick is very motivated. I think uh, Tyler Reddick's a guy to keep an eye on there in Group C. All right, taking a look at Group D, Alex Bowman, an overwhelming favorite as he won in Richmond last year at a plus 210. Chase Briscoe comes in at plus 260. Eric Almirola, plus 295. And Kurt Busch, a, a former winner here at Richmond, coming mm -hmm. in big number, plus 350. Yeah, that's kind of a sizable favorite for Bowman. I think he's the justifiable favorite here in Group D. But, you know, a little bit more of a of a gap I, than I would have thought. By the way, Eric Almirola, he ran really well here last year with six in, in the spring race. Uh, Kurt Busch was 13th. I think Kurt Busch should be the dog in the group. But... At plus 210, that looked a little short for me on Alex Bowman. Well, it, I agree with you. It is a small number. I think the fact that Alex Bowman, we've seen him run. Uh, he's run well all year long. Yes. Obviously, he does have a win this year. Uh, he He's one of those guys who was incredibly outspoken about his detest for Richmond. In fact, he's been very outspoken about New Hampshire and Richmond are the two places that Alex Bowman has said he hated. And then suddenly he's managed to start running well in these racetracks. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how Alex Bowman does. I think he's a, I think he's a pretty motivated guy. Mm -hmm. I think right now when, when it comes to, uh, to, to winning and I think wanting to win for his, uh, for his team out there. So I like Alex Bowman at plus two ten, even though it's not a huge number. Um, but, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. We come back. We got a couple more groups to break down and we'll give you our picks for this week. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Welcome back into Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Wes Reynolds sitting in for Brendan Gone. Brendan is off in uh, Baja this week running his uh, off-wheel buggy or truck or whatever he is over the sand dunes down in, down in Mexico. But we're breaking down this weekend's uh, Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond International Raceway. And moving on to Group E, we've got Austin Dillon, the favorite there at plus 245. Daniel Suarez, plus 275, and Austin Sendrick and Eric Jones both coming in at plus 285. And, Wes, I've been hearing a lot of stuff this week where there's a lot of people who like Austin Dillon as a long shot this week for some reason, I, and I'm not sure why. Well, I am actually one of those because if you look, and I know when we talked about the rejected at Richmond numbers that Austin Dillon, at least long term, doesn't have the greatest of numbers here, but he's gotten better as of late. Uh, and look, I don't, I don't know if I like him to win the race. I actually like him in Group E here, though, because if you look at what he's done, five top 11 finishes in the last six races here at Richmond, three top six finishes over that span as well. Now, obviously, everything could be upside down here and that this track, if it runs differently than it's run in the last couple of years where, you know, there's a lot more grooves, kind of like the old school Richmond that we're used to, then every then all that data is going to be moot. But I do like Austin Dillon, at least in this group. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to bet him for an outright or a top three. If you have a shot maybe that offers a top ten, I certainly think he's worth a stab. Well, even though Brendan's not here, he's been talking up uh, AD3 himself, so he's all about Austin Dillon. All right, Group F, our final group, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Justin Haley, and Bubba Wallace are all plus 270. And a guy who's been fairly consistent over the last few weeks, Chris Buescher at plus 275. Yeah, I mentioned that uh, with the couple top tens uh, two in the last three weeks. So, uh, you know, if you're judging by last year, it's kind of hard to judge because I don't think either any of these four were in the top ten. I think Stenhouse, I believe, if I recall, was the best finisher of them at 17. Nothing for me in this group. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting here. Chris Buescher uh, is a guy who has been fairly consistent, and the fact that you're going to be able to get him at the long shot, kind of like Buescher a little bit there in, in Group F. We, Brendan and I used to call this the Chris Buescher-Ron Flatter group because it started with an F. So yes. we actually get Chris Buescher in the Group F, so we kind of like it when we get him there. So, Well, that kind of pretty much covers all of our odds on this weekend's race at Richmond. Uh, looking forward to getting to a short track this week. And, um, few races back in that part of the country we're going to have richmond then martinsville also in the state of virginia then just across the border at bristol tennessee for dirt racing so yeah en racing. En enough of this west coast stuff yeah the west coast swing is over the texas uh, two-step is over and now uh some of the racing back uh, where racing got its roots we're talking about racing and then talladega after that the next four races at four of the oldest tracks on on NASCAR circuit. So before we get into how we did last week and we, we make our picks, I'd like to touch on just the odds for the championship. Uh, Brennan and I talk every week about when you bet guys right now. And we've still got a few guys that are hanging out there who haven't won a race yet that probably will see their odds get better. But we've seen some of the guys' odds go up. I mean, Kyle Larson's odds have gone up. Chase Elliott's odds have gone up. Uh, Ross Chastain's have gone down dramatically. Martin Tricks Jr.'s have gone up. Denny Hamlin has gone up dramatically. So is this maybe getting to be the time that you say, man, maybe I want to go and hop on one of these guys that have seen their odds go up a little bit, like a Chase Elliott who went from a plus 500 to plus 600, or a Denny Hamlin who's gone from plus 700 to 10 to 1? Well, you may get a couple more weeks where you can wait it out and kind of buy on the dip here is, is what I like to call it. You don't necessarily want to buy on Cindric and Briscoe and these guys right now because I think the value has always been 
already really been way extracted from those guys. So this is where you probably want to look over the next couple weeks, where if you're getting them double digits, maybe I want to buy in on Denny Hamlin or, or, or a Joey Logano or perhaps a Ryan Blaney. And that's what I I think you still got a couple more weeks where you can wait to get in on these guys. You know, and a guy who hasn't won this year, but you talked about him a few times on our show, who's seen his numbers go up fairly significantly Christopher Bell, mm-hmm. his number has gone from 20 to 1 at the start of the season to 25 to 1 right now, and he's run better, and he's also one of those young guys who I wouldn't be surprised to see him break through and reel off some wins. Well, always a threat because you're in with one of the best teams in the business, and Joe Gibbs Racing may be the best team along with Hendrick Motorsports. So when you're with those teams, all of those guys, like if you look at Hendrick, uh, they're they're going to think of Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, but William Byron still has that equipment. And and so does Alex Bowman. And when you got the same equipment as your teammates, you can win a lot of races with those teams. No, I don't disagree with you. Okay, it's time for us to kind of – and this is kind of – I don't know. I feel like it's the trail of tears here when I talk about how we've, <laughs> how we've done with our picks. But I think we've had the same struggle of not knowing exactly who is going to do what. So just take a look at last week's picks from uh, Coda. Uh, yours truly here, the only one to get a winner last week. Uh, that was Austin Dillon in Group F, although I will say this to in defense of both me and Mr. Gone, who is not here. Uh, I had A.J. Allmendinger to win, as did Brendan. Uh, I had Allmendinger, as did Brendan, to win Group B. It looked like he at least had Group B locked up because the guys – around him were nowhere near right until we got to turn 19 of a 20 turn road course so uh, that is kind of the, the what can happen i guess that's sort of a, the equivalent in the nascar world maybe of the of the bad beat like the guy throwing the three-quarter yeah. shot in at the buzzer yeah. and pushing the over or the under i know we need some uh, bad beats on uh, svp here for nascar man there's got to be some racing bad beats. well i definitely think last week was a bad beat especially given the fact that almondinger in his group i don't think there was anybody else in his group that was even running top 10 at mm-hmm. the time and then almondinger ends up over in you, the gravel you, you pit. were feeling like the horse at Gulfstream, where he's like 10 lanes clear, and then the jockey gets dumped, and you lose the race. Well, I certainly felt good about it. But anyway, the standings this year, I'm still in the negative at minus 5.1, but our pit crew and Brendan, they need a big win to uh, to get out of this hole they're in. Uh, pit crew is second, minus 19.05 units, and Brendan, uh, minus 19.5, which will bring us to our picks for this weekend at Richmond. And since Brendan is in last, and he is not here, it will be up to me to read all of his picks, which means I have to actually go and look them up on the phone because he texted them to me. We've also got them on the graphic oh, right there. Oh, we have them on our screen. Oh, it would make it a lot easier for me. Thanks, Isaiah, downstairs for putting those up. Uh, he's got Joey Logano to win, AD3, Austin Dillon for a top three, Tyler Reddick also for a top three. He's got Kyle Busch in Group B and Chase Briscoe in Group D. Our pit crew, who is co- is second right now, have their picks here. Martin Truex Jr. to win at 10 to 1. Kyle Larson in Group A at plus 270. Kyle Busch in Group B at plus 260. Tyler Reddick in Group C at plus 265. And Kurt Busch in Group D at plus 350. Uh, pretty obvious that uh, somebody is probably going to get the kiss of death this week. So I will uh, run through mine really quickly. I'm going Kyle Busch for a top three at his plus 275. The rest of my picks, I'm going into the groups. In group B, I'm going with Kyle Busch at plus 260. That kiss of death I talk about, 
Tyler Reddick, Group C, plus 265. All three of us have now picked Tyler Reddick. He is guaranteed to blow a tire, an engine, or something early in the race. Uh, group D, I'm going Alex Bowman at plus 210. And I'm going to take a flyer in Group F and go with Chris Busher at his plus 275. Okay, I kind of went all over the place. I don't have a handy-dandy graphic because I was picking these during the show. But uh, went with the matchup, went with two groups, so one top three and then one outright win with the uh, matchup. Uh, I'll tie this in here. Christopher Bell plus 110 over Martin Truex Jr. That's obviously dangerous to go against MTJ considering he's got three wins here over the last how many years for, for Martin Truex Jr.? I think he's won like three of the last He's won three six. times probably over the last uh, three or four years. Yeah, so, so uh, I did take Christopher Bell at plus 110. Not a lot of great value, but I think he's going to run well this week, which is why I took Christopher Bell at a top three at plus 380. He was third and fourth last year in these races and, uh, and has three Xfinity wins, so I think that that could still carry over. I think track experience is track experience, no matter how it's going to run or what different grooves are going to be in that track. Group C, Ryan Blaney, plus 280, and Austin Dillon at 245 for Group E. His numbers long-term aren't great, but they've been good over the last few years for Austin Dillon. I think he's starting to kind of figure this out, that three car, and then I had to put one out right in there, and I went with Ryan Blaney at 12-1 to 1 to win the Toyota Owners 400 at Richmond International Raceway. Well, everybody can tune in next week. We'll see how we were able to do on our picks. We got a little under a minute to go in the show. Um, this weekend is going to begin the first of three consecutive short track races. We've got Richmond this weekend, a Saturday night race in Martinsville, then the Easter Sunday race on the dirt at Bristol before we go to the fastest biggest track on the circuit at Talladega Super Speedway uh, we've seen intermediate tracks and road courses so uh, really liking the diversity we're seeing in the early part of the schedule this year no I I do as well and and look I don't like it to be all mile and halves or all super speedways so I think having Coda earlier in the season has really kind of helped mix it up and now we go back to the grassroots here Richmond Martinsville and Bristol the next three weeks well tune in on Sunday to watch the race in Richmond um Brendan down in Baja, we'll have to figure out how he did racing his buggy through the desert this week where I was here. Wes, appreciate you being Thank with you us this week. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. We'll be back next week on Gone Racing. We'll break down Richmond and Martinsville. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.